Lakers lose to the Phoenix Suns 114-104, to the final score. I did mention that the Phoenix Suns now the second-best record in the Western Conference. Both the Lakers and the Clippers lost tonight. Uh, Clippers lost earlier today against the Boston Celtics. So um, the Suns move up two spots in one night to uh, sit in uh, second place in the Western Conference. A little bit of a surprise. Uh, but a lot of factors that go into this game. I'm getting hit up all over Twitter, uh, Laker fans, um, asking why Montrez Harrell didn't play more minutes, asking why uh, Coach didn't go to a quicker substitution on Dario Saric. Uh, Saric on um, uh, kind of towards that, I, I mentioned that third quarter, fourth quarter, the start of the fourth quarter. So I, I know there's a few different conversations to be had in a game like tonight, and as always, if you guys want to be a part of the Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show, 877-710-ESPN. Uh, give us a call. Give us your opinion on the game. Um, I, I mentioned, look, you're going to have games like this where a team just shoots incredible from the three-point line, and you kind of almost had no margin of error versus Phoenix tonight. I thought when Devin Booker got ejected, which... I already mentioned this. I'll mention it again. These referees got to uh, take a step back and really just allow the game and the flow of the game to um, to allow the beauty of basketball to continue to flow without any interruptions. It's as if literally you're watching a movie and every couple of minutes somebody just hits the pause and says, uh, hey, you want to have a conversation? No, I don't. I want to watch the movie. I think that's happened a lot, uh, at least in this game tonight. And, and I hear Michael Thompson, John Ireland, you know, they joke about it during the game. They do as best as they can uh, to keep the conversation going and flowing. But, uh, of course, everybody wants the action. I didn't think there was a reason why Devin Booker got thrown out. Maybe I need to go back and look at some more replays or whatever the case is. But you hate to see that happen in a game. I want to see the Lakers win, but you also don't want to lose. Uh, it, it doesn't help with uh, the best product that you have out there. Um, what I was trying to refer to is it's not every night that you have a team like the Phoenix Suns just can't miss a three. And I want to make the argument, we'll get the Suns off the three-point line. And I did think Phoenix, I'll give them credit about this, they found ways to make the extra pass, um, uh, penetrate to the basket, defense has to collapse, and then all of a sudden they're looking for three-point shooters. Lakers could have done a better job defensively. You know, Michael and I talked about this in the pregame show. You gave up 93 points to the Portland Trailblazers, 91 points against um, against the uh, Golden State Warriors. Can you do it three games in a row? The answer was clearly no, but Phoenix shot 55% from the three. Can you miss a couple threes? They shot 16 of 29 from the three, and then they found ways to also get just enough fouls and get to the free throw line, 22 of 25, 88% from the free throw line. So um, there were a lot of things that kind of came into play, but I did think offensively they just – flowed, um, and the Lakers, like I mentioned, were kind of left in a position where they had to play near-perfect basketball against Phoenix, even with Devin Booker getting ejected in the third quarter. That was the Lakers' opportunity. If you were going to win this game and try to go into tomorrow night's game against the Sacramento Kings on a potentially a four-game winning streak going into the break, you were going to have to do it once Devin Booker got ejected and the Lakers couldn't take advantage of that. The Suns still found other ways to get other players um, certainly get other players going. And I, I, I like the battle. I mean, Lakers obviously battling without Kuzma, without Gasol, without Anthony Davis. Um, but when it was all said and done, um, too many players 
on the Phoenix Suns, got threes, took advantage of the looks, and that was the difference uh, against the Lakers. I do want to go real quick here to Taylor Horn Tucker, who, by the way, had a really nice game. You know, this is the type of performance you're hoping from from THT. 16 points, 6 of 9 from the field. He had 12 at halftime. Phoenix obviously made their adjustments in the second half, but this just kind of shows the potential this kid has. Uh, let's take a listen to Taylor Horton Tucker um, commenting after the Lakers lost by 10 to the Phoenix Suns. Hey, Taylor, obviously no Anthony Davis tonight, and then you had uh, Kyle Kuzma and Marcus Saul to that. Uh, at what point do you guys say, we're kind of getting low on players here. This is getting a little crazy. Yeah, you know, just coming into the year, we knew that, you know, it was a possibility that things like this could happen. So, you know, just we're not going to make any excuses. We're going to just try and come out and, you know, compete, uh, you know, every night just trying to get the win. Just tonight, we weren't able to do it. Uh, you had a pretty uh, promising game tonight. What was clicking for you out there? Uh, you know, I'm just still out here trying to learn every game, uh, you know, just do what I do best. And that's just being aggressive and uh, just trying to bring energy to the court. So I just felt like, you know, just being out there tonight was, was pretty good for me. Uh, when Booker got ejected, uh, maybe you thought, hey, we have a chance here, you know, especially without uh, their, their all-star guard. But then Dario Saric and, and Bridges kind of stepped up and filled that void for the Suns. Uh, how do you guys assess this loss? What did you guys talk about in the locker room? And are you surprised that those guys kind of jumped up and kind of uh, filled that scoring gap? Uh, well, I wouldn't say we're surprised. You know, it's the NBA. You know, I feel like they're professionals for a reason. So uh, I feel like guys, you know, are going to hit shots some nights. Some, some nights they aren't. But uh just, you know, just what for us, we just want to focus on the things that we do good at and uh, just, you know, trying to get back on the right track, you know, just get a, get a few more wins uh, in a row. So just hopefully we can do that. Thanks, Dale. All right, let's go to Dan, please. Kaylin, kind of just what was sort of the overall kind of vibe on the court during that game? For us up here, it looked pretty chippy, obviously some text and ejection. What was it like playing in the game? Uh, like you said, it was a little chippy, you know, uh, you know, with all the, you know, the aggressive and aggressiveness and ejections that happened. Uh, but, you know, just, I feel like that's basketball, you know, you know, we came out, you know, we're trying to compete. And I feel like that's some, some games where we actually need those like that because down in the playoffs, you know, I feel like games are going to get like that. All right, Kyle Goon. As, as you get more of a role um, and, and get scattered more, do you feel like, um, opposing offenses are trying to, uh, you know, pick on you and your inexperience on defense? No, I, I really don't think so. I just feel like, you know, uh, I feel like sometimes I feel like it's just you're in that position. So I wouldn't say that. I don't feel like they're picking on you. And, and how do you feel like you're growing in that area the last, you know, two weeks or so? Uh, I feel like the only way for me to learn is to play. So just being able to actually get the chance to play this year, and, uh, you know, to get put in those positions is helping me learn for the future. So I feel like, you know, I'm appreciative for it. All right, and it looks like this will be our last question. Let's go to Charlie. Hey, Taylor, uh, this one's more off the court related. I know that it's officially the end of Black History Month now, but what's your hope and maybe some of the lessons you learned from 2020 and the social injustice issues to keep the conversation, you know, moving forward when it comes to social injustice, whether that be on the court or off the court, and some of the lessons you learned to apply moving forward as well, Taylor? Uh, I feel like, you know, just learning bro, 2020, uh, I feel like, you know, just take every day like it's your last is what I, you know, kind of got from it because you never know what's going to happen. So um, just with everything else, 
I feel like, you know, we just got to continue to fight and keep pushing to the place where we want to go, where it's a chance for us to get, you know, equality in the world. So just being able to to have that would be good. All right, that's uh, Taylor Horn Tucker right there said that the game was certainly chippy, and it was. By the way, I kind of like it, and I think that usually comes with Chris Paul and, and that style of basketball uh, tries to rough things up a little bit. And, you got Montres, Montrez Harrell, Markeith Morris. There's definitely players from the Lakers side who don't mind that type of uh, that type of game. Lakers lose to the Sun, one four, Suns, one fourteen to one hundred four. The final score. For all you Laker fans who have the ultimate game, we have the ultimate game for your man cave. In celebration of the All Star game this Sunday, we're giving away a Lakers edition Papa Shot arcade basketball game valued at three hundred and sixty nine dollars. Make sure to listen this Thursday and Friday for your chance to win your very own Lakers edition Papa Shot arcade game. We'll give away one each day. 710 ESPN's all-star coverage is brought to you by Santa Monica Lincoln, your Los Angeles Lincoln dealership for sales and service. Um, Okay, let's do two things when we come back. We'll take some of your phone calls, 877-710-ESPN. We'll hear from Lakers head coach Frank Vogel. Uh, Appreciate you guys tuning in. I'm Alan Sliwa. This is the Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Paul giving left side. Mikhail Bridges got to the middle. Damian Jones blocked it. Ty uh, Aiton grabbed it, and then the Lakers stole it from him. And the Laker defense continues to shine. Caruso up the right side. Caruso drives right down the middle, throws an alley-oop to Damian Jones. Jones puts it up and in. How about that? What an impact by Jones as he gets in. A block and a score. And it's 35-34 Lakers and the defensive play of the game is brought to you by Adriana's Insurance. Win and save on your auto insurance, and only Adriana's Insurance can guarantee it. We give you more options, unique offers, and exclusive opportunities to get the coverage you need at the best price. Visit savewithadrianas.com today. Adriana's Insurance, more options, no contracts, just savings. I will say this. I do wish we saw a little bit more of Damian Jones tonight. I really do. I, I I think the Lakers only played seven minutes, and I know he was questionable coming into this game. Um, it's one of those you don't have – you're missing so much size with Marcus Gasol. You're missing so much size, obviously, with Anthony Davis, with Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma, the right heel contusion. Uh, Gasol was health and safety protocols. I thought maybe we'd get more opportunities to see Damian Jones and – on top of that, I know there's a lot of Laker fans that were wondering why we didn't see more Montrez Harrell tonight. Montrez Harrell, uh, just six points, two or four from the field, and this was him in the starting lineup. Played 19 minutes for the Lakers. He came into the starting lineup to uh, to fill in for Marcus Gasol. Uh, so it, it is, I would say, from a rotation perspective tonight, and you're kind of putting coach on the spot here. But this is all uh, obviously a part of the game. Two scratches late in this game, before the game started. But I go back to this. The Lakers were in this game, and when Devin Booker got ejected, it was only a seven-point game. Lakers got even a little bit closer after that. Got it all the way down to two. It was 68-70, and Phoenix, with the role players, um, found a way to kind of spread uh, at least uh, 
uh, increased their lead and at one point I think in the fourth quarter they were up 11 something along those lines okay let's take uh let's take some phone calls right now 877-710-ESPN Lakers lose 114-104 to the Suns we'll start with uh Lindsay calling in from Georgia appreciate you calling in what's going on how you doing sir I'm doing good man thank you for calling what, what what's on your mind Man, you just called it out, man. I love – we was – when Devin Booker got put out the game, mm-hmm. that was the time to take charge. I just didn't understand that second-team rotation, and I love Dudley, but he logging all these minutes taken away from either Damian or taken away from Montrez Harold down there. Sark was killing everybody down low, and you didn't have Damian Jones down there. He could have stopped about four of those buckets easy. Montrez Harold in – we got three-pointers out there that's not hitting the threes when we need them, and they just log in minutes. But I just didn't understand that second-team rotation, and they got to use Montrez Harrell more. You can't put him on the bench and put all these other guys out there playing a defensive role, but they're not doing their offensive obligations or making threes. LeBron is not a three-point shooter. I mean, he's – uh, he can make them, but he's not paid to that's make not, three points. Right, that, that's not his strength. Lindsay, I appreciate you calling in. I want to get a couple other calls in. Um, I, I agree, by the way, on the Montrez Harrell getting more minutes. I don't disagree with that at all. I really don't. And Lakers did miss out on an opportunity, right? The, Devin Booker got ejected. This is the best player for the Phoenix Suns, and the Lakers couldn't take advantage of it. I did think that stretch uh, where Jared Dudley was in the game and Sark just went to work. That's the bottom line. He went to work. I, I, the Suns kept going to him because they thought they, they had an advantage. It would have been nice to maybe put a different player, a different defensive player. You think he's going to go post up Montrez Harrell? I don't think he is. But maybe the Lakers were also kind of had in mind switching on every screen and things along those lines. Um, all right, let me uh, grab another quick call here. Danny in Los Angeles. Danny, appreciate you calling in. Thank you for taking my call, Alan. Um, last caller was right. Um, you know what? Um, I don't know what's going on with uh, Wes Matthews, him and KCP. I mean, Wes Matthews only has had a few games, but through this half, he hasn't shown up anything. He's not helping anything. He's just wasting those minutes out there. Damian Jones or even Harold, we should have had him on the floor, either of those two. But I don't. can you please tell me what's going on with this guy? Well, they're Wes struggling. I mean, he's struggling. No question about it, he is. Um you know, I, I want to say this because I know it's easy. We want to look directly, and I get it. We want to look directly at the offensive stats for the Lakers, and we want to pay attention to that. Um, Lakers didn't play defense tonight. I mean, 55% from three. And, and sometimes, you know, they say it's a make-or-miss league. Phoenix hit their shots. They shot 55% from the three-point line. They had 16 threes. And then look at the free throws. Um, I think they shot 88% from the uh, free throw line, 22 of 25, Lakers 13 to 17. So they're plus nine on the free throws and plus 15 from the three-pointers. Uh, obviously, that's 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 ball game right there. Uh, Lakers head coach Frank Vogel, let's get his thoughts. Maybe uh, Coach will chime in on some of the rotations that a few of the callers have mentioned. Uh, Lakers lose by 10 to the Suns. Hey, Frank, it looked like you had just about half of the minutes uh, small and half of the minutes with either – uh, Trez or Jones in at the center spot. Just wonder what you were looking for, trying to go against Phoenix's matchups and how they thought that played out. Yeah, we wanted to give Trez the start, and um, and we also wanted to get uh, get Jones some minutes. Um, you know, but obviously they play a, 
know, high, high volume of minutes with the small second unit with Sarge at the five, you know, which we typically would go small in those situations. So, you know, minimized our opportunities to, uh, you know, to play Trez big minutes or to get, to get Jones in there big minutes. Um, you know, just trying to match up with them, uh, their second unit with Chris Paul, uh, coming back uh, in the middle of each half and playing Sarge at the five has been one that's been very, very effective for them. Uh, big reason why they're uh, they're now 15 and, and three in their last 18. And, um, you know, we were trying to do what we could to, you know, to, to match up with that lineup. So, uh, you know, that's how the minutes end up where they were. And Frank, how do you see Trez in ideal lineups to, you know, when another team has a big like Aiden or if they go small, as you mentioned with Sharjah, what do you think is the, the best way to utilize him on both sides of the floor? Yeah, well, he's a terrific player on both sides of the ball. You know, he, he matches up well with bigs. And, um, you know, obviously when the team teams play the smaller lineups, um, you have to you have to choose that battle. Are you gonna are you gonna try to punish them on the offensive end with his rolls and post ups, or are you, are you gonna try to uh, and and try to minimize the three three ball? Uh, you know, which is a, a big concern against this opponent. Um, you know, or are you gonna go small? You know, those are the tough decisions you have to make throughout the the course of a season. And um, you know, this one didn't work out for us tonight. Dan. Frank, there have been games where teams have gone very big and, and you have not played Trez down the stretch because of it. Um, tonight, with Sarich, they're playing a little smaller version and Trez's minutes weren't there because of that. Um, where does he fit defensively, you know, without being glib, I guess, if it's not the big beat guys? Against, yeah, he can play against, against big lineups and small lineups. I have confidence in Trez in both of those situations, but there's situations where uh, sometimes a small lineup might be better, you know, than, than him out there, you know? So, uh, you know, that's what we thought was going to win the game for us tonight. That's what we went with. It didn't work out. Um, but like I said, those are tough decisions to make throughout the course of the season. Kyle. Hey Frank, what was the point when you learned that Kyle was not going to be able to, to go and, and how did that affect um, just juggling rotations and, and the groups that you tried to put together. Was that a little bit of a, what, what's kind of wing it? Yeah. Well, that, that on top of Mark, you know, that's, that's the challenges of a, you know, a normal MA season, but in, in particular in a pandemic season, um, you know, you lose more Mark the morning shoot around. We thought uh, Kuz was going to be able to, to go. Uh, he was listed as probable, but um, you know, his, his ankle or heel was, was jammed up. Uh, when he tried it pregame and wasn't able to go. So we're hopeful that he plays tomorrow night. We found out, uh, you know, after I did, uh, you know, pregame media. And, you know, you just have to adjust on the fly. It's that type of season. Hey. Frank, what effect, if any, did you feel like the Devin Booker ejection had on your guys' group tonight? Um, I don't know if there was a big effect other than that we felt like uh, we had an opportunity to – to, to win a game that, that we were down in, you know, and, um, you know, it didn't play out that way. Uh, but like I said, the, you know, the lineup that's really been the most effective lineup for them of late with or without Devin Booker has been, you know, with, with Chris Paul out there and, uh, you know, and, and, and no bigs, you know, Sarich out there at the five. So uh, we knew it was still going to be an uphill battle, still going to be a challenge. Um, we just fell short. Bill? Hey, Frank, what were you uh, upset about on the play that you and LeBron both got technicals? Uh, he got fouled, and then he got, got a quick tee. So I wasn't happy with either. 
Davide? Hey, Josh, on, um, you know, looking at the big picture, uh, we are almost at the All-Star break. Are you happy with, you know, the level of your team considering all the injuries you had lately? Um, I'm happy with how we're competing. You know, our guys are giving great effort and great hustle and great fight. Uh, I'm proud of them. We're staying together. You were understanding there's a big picture here. You know, guys are, uh, you know, keeping a big picture mindset. Um, but certainly our execution, you know, coach is always going to want to be better with our execution and, you know, I would say uh, that applies to where I'm at with our team right now. Last question, Kahari. Hey, what's going on, Coach? I want to ask you, you know, you mentioned like adjusting on the fly. Can you just elaborate on what's, what's that thought process for you, adjusting on the fly throughout this season? Yeah, one guy goes out and, you know, you have to, to make a decision as to, um, you know, how to fill that that spot, whether it's a next man up or, or whether you're going to, you know, slide, uh, you know, slide guys around a little bit, um, you know, maybe keep Trez in, in, a, in the backup uh, rotation that he's used to uh, versus starting. Um, and then it's not just tonight. You know, you have tonight's matchup that you go through. It has an impact tonight's matchup. You know, next game may be something different. But, you know, when, when you have a guy that could be out for some time, um, you know, you got to make a, a short-term decision and a potential long-term decision if, if a guy could be out a week or so. Um, you know, so you just go through your, your process, you meet with your staff, you make a group decision, and you go out and compete to win games. All right, that's uh, Lakers head coach Frank Vogel right there. Uh, he did mention, for those that were asking about Montrez Harrell, why he only played 19 minutes, he thought the small lineup would work better. Um, obviously, when, when the dust settled for the Lakers tonight, that wasn't the case. And, and Lakers are, as coaches, making adjustments on the fly, losing Kuzma and Marcus All right before um, uh, tonight's game started. Um, let, let's do this when we come back because there's a lot of conversation right now about tomorrow being the last game before the All-Star break. Let's look big picture. Let's look at the second half of the season. Um, let, let's kind of key in on how important the regular season is or, you know what, the NBA standings are what they are. Lakers dropped one spot tonight against the uh, Phoenix Suns. Phoenix actually moved into the number two seed. Plus, we'll take more of your phone calls. 877-710-ESPN. Stay right here. This is the Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Lakers lose 114-104 to 104 to the Phoenix Suns. Points in the Paint all season long is sponsored by Vista Paint. Right now, local residents can take 40% off on factory direct high-quality Vista Paint products. A Vista Paint team member will show you how locally owned, manufactured, and operated since 1956. Vista Paint, 50-36. to 36. Lakers win the uh, points in the paint battle. I know there are a lot of times, I mean, I'll just use tonight's game as an example. Um... The advantage went to the Suns on the three-point line. They were plus 15, but Lakers did. I mean, 50-36 to 36 is a good advantage when DeAndre Ayton is obviously going for uh, the Phoenix Suns. Lakers don't have Casal. They don't have Kuzma. They don't have Anthony Davis, guys that can score inside the paint. 
Um, so that's actually a good stat line for the Lakers, but um, too much from the Phoenix Suns. Um, let me squeeze in a quick call here. Uh, Eric in Los Angeles. What's going on, Eric? Alan, um, yeah, you know what? KCP has break two layups in tonight's game. Mm-hmm. Someone needs to like, again, I, I said this before, uh, he's in his own head, and we need him for the playoffs. Shooter, when he's coming off of that pick, he's got that 15-foot mid-range jump shot all day. Mm-hmm. He needs to take that or add a floater to his game. Round out your game because you're not going to always get to the cup. I'm not going to sign him to a multi-year contract if he don't round out his game. Um, LBJ, I don't need him to, like, dribble the ball for 20 seconds of the shot clock and settle for a jump shot uh, at the logo. Post him up. You got one of the best passers ever in the low post who commands a double team. Why they don't utilize that more is beyond me. But I'm going to say this. I'm not worried. Mm-hmm. We have a healthy, ready AD to go along with the rest of the Lakers. I'm not worried. Like O'Shea Jackson, Lakers in five. Thanks, Alan. Appreciate you calling in. Thanks, Eric. Um, I, I I don't have much of a defense right now when it comes to the KCP portion. I mean, we all obviously know what KCP did in that Orlando bubble, and he's been struggling for the Lakers. Let's not – there's no need to sugarcoat anything. Uh, he's been struggling. And that's the bottom line he has. He was one for seven from three tonight. Uh, Lakers need him to get going, and that that's so crucial. I'll go back to this because I mentioned it. Um, by the way, I haven't even talked about LeBron. 38-6-5 tonight, went 16 of 24 from the field. It just showed. What if LeBron just shot 50% from the field? Uh, it would be a completely different game. Lakers already lost by 10. They probably lose by 18 or 20 or something along those lines. Um, yeah, some of these shooters got to do better, but the Lakers, they're going to win games when they play defense. When they don't play defense, that obviously changes everything. And it was just uh, too many wide-open looks. Uh, Suns were making the extra pass. And, and this is, I, I want to key in on a date here. Second half of the season, only one more game left, and it's tomorrow against the Sacramento Kings. And then the Lakers will go on this break. By the way, I don't think there's another team in the NBA that needs a break more than the Los Angeles Lakers. I really don't. Um, go up and down and just look at all the reasons why the Lakers can use a break and why the timing of this break is incredibly, it's perfect. It's perfect because you're trying to obviously get Anthony Davis back. It's perfect because you have the shortest offseason in the history of the NBA. Um, it's perfect because now you just kind of throw in the mix here uh, Marcus all missed tonight. Kuzma missed tonight. Lakers need a break, and I'm not saying every team out out in the NBA doesn't need a break as well. They also need a break because it's a challenging second half of the schedule. If you look at April, April is an absolute grind for the Lakers, and Lakers also got a lot of back to backs that we really didn't get that many of uh, tonight and tomorrow is actually a little bit unique in the first half of the schedule. There weren't too many back to backs. Um, they got some back-to-backs coming. So I, I think the timing of the break is great. And I think the way the Lakers approach the second half of the schedule, they're going to start ramping up now. Now things are going to 
I think, you know, health is always going to be the number one concern for the Lakers, and it's going to be the number one concern for any team, but specifically the Lakers, because we got Anthony Davis that's been sitting out now 13 games and counting that he's been out so far this season. Over 32% of the season, AD's been out. But I think you start looking at the second half of the schedule. These are the games that I start looking forward to. You got Phoenix on March 21st in Phoenix. If everybody's back and healthy, don't you have some more curiosity of that game where hopefully Devin Booker's not getting tossed out for uh, something that's unnecessary or really just, you know, you just kind of look at certain plays like that. And I know I talked a little bit about it as well. The flow of the NBA right now, can we just stop blowing the whistle and let these guys play? Too many interruptions. But you look at March uh, 21st, you got the Phoenix Suns. How about March 25th, you got Philly. March 31st, you got the Milwaukee Bucks. You still got two matchups against the Clippers. You still got Boston back-to-back against the Utah Jazz. Uh, It's a challenging schedule in the second half. But this is what you want if you're Laker fans. Don't you want... I mean, if you're going to have some of your adversity that we've been running into so far this year, don't you want it in the first... Don't you want it in February and March? Lakers, this break that they're about to get is fantastic for this team because all you really care about is are you ready for when the playoffs start and the playoffs don't start for another 80 days or so it's not going to be a walk in the park once they get uh in this second half of the schedule but now you can kind of start ramping up when you're trying to go back to back and um I don't think home court advantage is going to have an incredible impact this year and who knows you might get some arenas where they're allowing 3,000 fans or 10 to 15 percent of a of a, their fan base that could happen am I overly concerned about that if I'm a Laker fan I'm not um would I have liked to see the Lakers play a little bit better defense tonight would I have liked like to see Montrez Harrell log in much more than 19 minutes yes do I think Damian Jones uh, could be a player for the Lakers that maybe we'll get a second 10-day contract and we'll get some opportunities absolutely um, one of the things I will say this, and I'll, 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 uh, I want to go to Markeith Morris here for a quick second. But one of the things I'll say is this: timing-wise for this Lakers team to run through some adversity right now and some of these injuries, you'd rather see it in February and March than see it in April or May. So let's see how things do eventually play out. I do want to play uh, Markeith Morris, who is probably one of the guys that's talked about least on this Lakers roster, five of six from the field, had some nice plays uh, down low, trying to play big man for the Lakers. Here's Markeith Morris on the Lakers' uh, 10-point loss to the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Obviously a tough loss for you guys tonight. When Devin Booker left the game, uh, obviously you guys were shorthanded too, but did that make you say, we've got a chance? And what kind of got away from you guys after that point? I thought we had a chance the whole game. I mean, I thought we were doing a great job. you know, just scoring the ball. Me in particular, I had a bad, I had an undisciplined defensive game. Um, that's not in my character. And, uh, you know, it's got a, you know, I was a little tired. And I just made a bunch of mental mistakes. Uh, I think that kind of led to breaking our defense down. I mean, they were making a lot of tough threes, man, a lot of wide open threes that we, where we don't really give up like that. Hey, you mentioned the threes, Markeith. They shot the 55% behind the arc. It's been a little bit of a theme uh, for for the Lakers lately. Other teams kind of getting the the best of you from deep. How do you kind of turn that around maybe in the second half of the season? Uh, We'll get better. We got got a lot of games under our belts. We we were messing with the rotation a lot. Uh, We're just having guys in and out. Um, 
but you know we'll get better at it. You know we're gonna demand it, and um, you know second half of the season will definitely be a lot better. How would you assess your game? Another start tonight and a productive uh, evening for you too. Uh, deep, offensively, you know I made some shots. Defensively, I played like shit. my worst defensive game in a long time. Um, it's not it's not myself. Uh, I'm usually you know more locked in on defensive end. And, and tonight, you know, it just just had a lot of mishaps for some odd reason. Thanks, Marky. All right, let's go to Kyle Goon. Hey, Keith. Um, what was it like learning not only about Mark but then Kyle minutes before tip off, and and how much did you guys feel like you were improvising in terms of uh, kind of covering those gaps? Uh, it's tough. No, we already down AD, just getting Dennis back. Um, it's tough, man, but, you know, it's the same thing that everybody going through, you know, during this season. Uh, you know, COVID, you know, plays its part. Crew's uh, a little banged up, but, you know, uh, he's got to keep playing. Uh, you know, it is what it is at this point. Uh, we got a break coming up after the game tomorrow, so hopefully we'll have everybody back and uh, just looking forward to the second half of the season. Dave McMenamin. Keith, obviously you guys were missing some pieces. Uh, do you have a sense of just how good this Phoenix team is? You know, obviously they were undefeated in the bubble, didn't make the playoffs, made those offseason moves. How do you view them as a potential team you guys could face in the postseason down the line? They're, they're, they're a good team, up-and-coming team. Uh, I think CP made them a lot better. Um, it's better in leadership. Uh, you know, I played in Phoenix for a couple of years, so it's just good to see them winning, man. Good to see Book winning. Um, guys play hard, man. They got a great future ahead of them. Um, I like their team a whole lot, man. I think uh, you know, they put that team together well. All right, that is uh, Markeith Morris right there. By the way, I know sometimes we just get stuck in this and we don't want to give credit to the other team. Phoenix was balling out. I mean, to, to hit 55% from the three, I, I thought Markeith had some good mentions there where he talked about defensively for the Lakers. There were times where they felt like they were they were good on the defensive side, but uh, Phoenix still made that extra pass and, and made it happen. Um, okay, coming up next, uh, LeBron James. We'll get a chance to hear from LBJ on the Lakers' loss to the Phoenix Suns. Thank you for tuning in. Stay right here. This is the Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 114 to 104, the final score. Phoenix Suns over the Los Angeles Lakers. Looking at the uh, NBA standings right now. So Lakers sitting at 24 and 12. Phoenix sitting at 23 and 11. Um, that puts the Lakers actually, puts them in third place. How about Phoenix jumping the Lakers and the Clippers in one night? Clippers lost uh, earlier to the Boston Celtics. And um, obviously Lakers lose to the Suns. So Phoenix, the number two seed in the Western Conference. They've won 15 of 18, um, and they have definitely kind of have hit this stride here where they know the type of team that they are. Of course, Chris Paul's a leader. You heard Markeith Morris referencing it as well, that uh, he just kind of took this team to another level. So the Clippers are in the four spot. I'm okay with that, by the way. 
if Utah and Clippers want to play in the second round of the playoffs, I know it's way too early to really pay that close attention to the standings. Um, but Lakers uh, obviously sitting at the number three seed. So one game left, and I want to spend a little time talking about the Sacramento Kings. So this is your final game before you get to the All-Star break. And Michael talked about this. Michael thought this is a, this is a trap game for the Lakers. Back-to-back, um, they're flying out, I'm assuming, tonight. They'll get to Sacramento, obviously, late. And this is the final game before you go out on an all-star break. And there's a couple things that are going to challenge the Lakers tomorrow night against the Kings. And this is a big game for the Lakers. You know, I think it's mentally it would be very nice to close out the last four games going 3-1 and one and the final game uh, winning it. We know how good the Lakers have been on the road. And then, you know, go on your week-plus break that you're going to have. Uh, and I've already talked about how important I think this break is for the Lakers and how the timing couldn't be any better. And if there's a team out there that is looking for a break, I think the Lakers are certainly one of those teams. But there's a couple reasons why this is a trap game tomorrow against the Sacramento Kings. Number one, Sacramento's not a good team. They're um, on the season right now. If you look at the NBA standings, and there are plenty of teams out there that you know obviously are struggling. Sacramento's one of the worst in the NBA. They're 13-21 and 21 on the season right now. So, uh, and it's that doesn't even tell the whole story. They've lost 10 of 11 games. Um, that actually tells more of a story of how much um, they have certainly not just struggled, but there's kind of internal issues. They had a game against Charlotte, their last loss that they had. They were up eight with about a minute and a half left to go. And uh, one of the things that, you know, you look at a young team like the Kings, you figure, okay, they're going to close out the game. They're up eight. They blew an eight-point lead with about a minute and a half left. And, um, you know, I, Luke Walton had said their head coach talked about how that one was a, a really tough game to lose because they thought they finally had uh, a win under their belt. One of the reasons why it's a tough game is because you're expected to beat Sacramento. You're expected Sacramento is just going to kind of lay over for you. But the reality is Sacramento's obviously got some pride. They got some good players too. They got a lot of big guys. Uh, Marvin Bagley the third. Um, you know, obviously, De'Aaron Fox is the most important player on that team. Rashawn Holmes is a nice player. They they got guys that can. I think they got six guys that average in double figures. Now, it doesn't mean that Buddy Heald can go off in any game and get you thirty. You just can't take that game lightly tomorrow. And that's the only that, that's the only thing that I'm talking about. And, and I think the Lakers. I don't think they will. I feel like because Lakers lost to the Phoenix Suns. They want to close out this first half of the season on the right note um, and certainly want to uh, take on the Sacramento Kings. Just finish up with a W before you get into the break, but they can't take them lightly. One of the things Michael always talks about in the uh, pregame show, he always says the first five, six minutes you could tell if a team wants to come out, they're ready to play, or if they're not. And I think that's going to uh, that's going to have a lot to say with the Lakers tomorrow when they take on the Kings that first five, six minutes or so. LBJ tonight ended up with 38 points, six assists, five rebounds, two steals, and a block. Was 16 of 24 from the field in 38 minutes, but not enough for the Lake Show. They lose to the Suns. Here's LeBron James getting his thoughts on the loss by 10 to Phoenix. Hey, LeBron, I know there's a game to go tomorrow night, but uh, Markeith was just talking about the mental, physical fatigue of him and some of his teammates. Just wondered you, from a leadership perspective, how you've noticed that play out 
whatever the case may be, the last couple of weeks, whatever it is, and, and how you've been trying to kind of get through this patch as a team to get to the break. Just, uh, you know, just trying to stay in the moment. I mean, for me, it's just staying in the moment, uh, keeping my guys motivated, keeping them, you know, upbeat. And, um, you know, you can definitely tell that, you know, some of our guys are, are just feeling the, you know, the midst of the long season that we had last year with the bubble and then coming right back on to the season this year. Um, you know, so a lot of guys are looking forward to the break. So it'll be, be beneficial to us or our guys. I guess the, for tonight's matchup, but then just in general, uh, how do you feel about with no AD, with no Mark, going small, trying to stay big? How, how difficult is that within the course of a, of a matchup in, uh, tonight and tomorrow night as well? Well, there's no AD, no Mark, and no Kuz. Um, so, you know, this is three of our top six uh, rotational players, um, you know, major pieces. So uh, difficult challenge for us, you know, but, you know, we had some good contributions tonight. I thought, uh, you know, I thought Doves gave us some, some great minutes. I thought, uh, you know, Taylor gave us some, some good minutes and also D Jones gave us some good minutes too in the, in the, in the little amount of minutes that he plays. So uh, we just try to pick up for guys and when guys are out. Okay, Dave McMenamin, please. LeBron, uh, you had the FAMU sneakers on tonight. I wanted to know. Oh, you heard? You didn't hear anything I said? Not a thing. Not a thing. Um. Um. Wow. Um. Well, first of all, Nike has had a, a relationship with FAMU for quite a while, and obviously, you guys know my relationship with Nike. And um, but more importantly, um, you know, you know, with the you know with FAMU, um, you know, and, and black colleges, you know, just being able to be supportive. And, um, and the shoes tonight was, it was a, was a, a moment, um, you know, and I hope something, um, you know, in the near future can, um, you know, come out of that. Um, I think we got some things in the works, but, um, you know, FAMU is a great institution, um, you know, great people. Um, and that, that was my support, uh, tonight being able to wear those on a, um, on a national stage on, on TNT and just to recognize, you know, uh, FAMU and other black, uh, you know, uh, you know, HBCUs as well. Okay, Bill Orm, please. LeBron, going back to Dave's first question, um, what was your perspective on on Booker on Booker's ejection, and did you see that as as a justified ejection? And then, as a competitor, uh, how do you feel when you see another All Star leave a game, you know, like this? Um, I don't know. I mean. You know, I, I was focused on the game, to be honest. Um, you know, I don't know what was said, uh, you know, out on the floor. So, um, you know, you always want to compete against the best. And, you know, you know, you don't, you don't ever want to see someone get ejected. But I, I have no idea what was said on the floor, so I don't know. Okay, Kyle Goon, please. Hey, LeBron. Um, you guys have been talking about preparing for – this kind of moment, these kind of hits to your depth, and, and obviously you never know what's going to happen this season, but is it just different going through it when you hear about Mark out in the afternoon, Kuz out moments before tip-off? And do, I mean, do you just feel like it's just hard to even tackle until you're experiencing it? Yeah, I mean, even though we, um, you know, we've been, you know, prepared all season, knowing the, the COVID rules and, and COVID and things of that nature that, you know, you could be hit with some spontaneous, uh, uh, I guess, guys being out, you know, you know, very rapidly and things of that nature. But it's always tough, especially like, you know, we played so well the last two games, we're getting back into a rhythm. And, you know, then we find out today, um, you know, two of our, our big guns are out. So, um, you know, it's, it's definitely deflating, um, especially when you, 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 
and you were playing poorly and then you get a good rhythm and then you, you hit with that. So, you know, it definitely hurts our ball club. All right, that's uh, LeBron James right there on the Lakers' 10-point loss. By the way, uh, you do kind of sympathize in a way. I, I do like what he said right there. felt like they were just starting to get into a rhythm and then they lose two of their big guns. So hopefully we'll see what happens for tomorrow. Um, Lakers taking on the Sacramento Kings. It's going to be the final game before the All-Star break. Much-needed break coming up for the Lakers, and we'll see how the Lakers close this thing out. I mean, how great would it be tomorrow to just finish off this first-half grind with a win? If it's going to happen, it's going to happen against the Sacramento Kings in Sacramento on back-to-back nights. So we'll see how the Lakers uh, fare on that front. Coverage uh, on our on obviously on 710 ESPN uh, will start at 530 Tip-off will be at 7 o'clock. Uh, Lakers lose to the Phoenix Suns. We greatly appreciate you guys tuning in. This is the Pizza Hut Lakers postgame show on 710 ESPN.